You're listening to the G-Force Podcast, presented by Burke Brokerage Real Estate. Hi, this is Gigi Burke with Burke Brokerage and G-Force, here today for another interview from our community activist, Connie Udo, who is director of the NOLA Tree Project. She is a longtime Lakeview resident that you quite often may see on a neutral ground doing her hard work. Good morning. Good morning, Gigi. I just wanted um, to let some of our listeners know why you got into preserving the the landscape of Lakeview, how that happened. So after Katrina, uh, when we were one of the first that actually got to move back home into Lakeview, you know, I got very involved in the recovery of the neighborhood and opened up the St. Paul's Homecoming Center with uh, the Episcopal Diocese and St. Paul's Church and School in Lakeview. And while I was running the recovery center, which was really the, as you know, Gigi, the um, kind of the hub for recovery, people to come get help to rebuild, clean up, get volunteers, and just the resources they needed to recover. So that center was a really critical part of Lakeview's recovery. And while I was there running it, one day, uh, Monique Pellier walked into the door and said, hey, I have a program. I started a nonprofit called Hike for Katrina, K-A-T-R-E-E-N-A. And I'm a New Orleans resident, and I hiked the Appalachian Trail. And while I was on the hike, it was a, it was a lifelong dream I had to do. And after Katrina, I realized life was short. Go follow your dreams. So I've always, you know, she'd always wanted to hike the trail. So she, when she set out to do it, she thought, well, why don't I put a purpose to my hike? And I think for every mile I hike, I'm going to come back to New Orleans and plant a tree. So her friends kind of got behind this idea and came up with this great name and started raising money. And she blogged her hike. And she ended up hiking the entire trail, which was like 2,100 miles all the way from Georgia to Maine. And through that, I think she left in May and ended in November. She came back to $15,000 in the bank that her friends and people had raised to launch her into this idea of planting trees for every mile she hiked. You're listening to the Burke Brokerage G-Force podcast. We are honored to have Connie Udo talk with us today. So Monique, uh, as many of us in, this, in the recovery, didn't really know a lot about planting trees or recovering, just, just like many of us, kind of uh, blew the, uh, you know, kind of flew the plane as she built it. A lot of the arborists in the city, John Benton with Bayou Tree Service, many of the tree farmers really got behind her and began to teach her and and support her in this idea. And so her whole idea was when somebody comes home, I'm going to go and plant a tree in in their yard or in the front of their house. And then that rolled into neighborhood plantings. And then that rippled into working with the city on neutral ground plantings. Well, when Monique walked into the homecoming center, we had started through St. Paul's, through the Beacon of Hope, we had started replanting Canal Boulevard with Lakeview Civic, Green Space Committee, Al Petrie was the head of that then. And, you know, our idea of just 
for two years doing nothing but cleaning, as you know, we all remember. And everything was so dead. I remember telling Al Petrie one day, if, if we don't do something positive and send a positive message that we're coming back, I'm not sure if we're going to. And I think it shook him up a little bit because he was living in Houston. He was rebuilding, trying to rebuild his house here. And he said, well, what's your idea? And I said, I, I think we need to replant Canal Boulevard because that is our thoroughfare and that is our billboard of what's happening in Lakeview. Very visual. Everybody Very visual, using. and everybody's using it. And um, and everything's dead and ugly. How many trees died? Do you know? Um, I don't know how many actually. Well, the city lost 100,000 trees to the storm. Okay. So, and I'm not sure really what in Lakeview, but I can tell you when we started Canal and then, you know, completed that, then we kind of had... We were kind of rolling and going and had volunteers. And also, we were learning as we went along. I mean, Al was a great gardener. I was a good <laughs> gardener. But, like, we really didn't know how to design <laughs> neutral grounds. And um, and Parks and Parkways did get in there and help us. But they they we did it all ourselves. We provided. We Al raised the money from many of the oil companies that he did business with um, who wanted to help. So Al kind of raised the money. He got into uh, finding the trees, purchasing. I brought in the volunteers and the equipment, and we just started going. And when we finished, it took us about two years to do just Canal Boulevard. And then we uh, went over and did West End. Now, West End Boulevard has 850 trees on wow. it, just West End. And then from there, you know, we started doing the other streets, Milne, Argonne, the smaller thoroughfares. And at the end of the day, we planted about 10 miles of green space, 3,000 trees and shrubs just in Lakeview, you know, with the sunken gardens and everything. So, um, why people still see me out there. So, well, I'll back up. So when Monique was doing Hike for Katrina, I was the director of St. Paul's. We began to collaborate on plantings, and I began to learn a lot from her. And um, she walked in one day after about three years of running it and was just really exhausted and burned out and wanted to close it. And I said, you can't do that. <laughs> You're too vital to the recovery. And this was at about eight years after the storm. So she was doing her thing. I was still working, running. I'd moved the recovery center to Gentilly, and we were in our second uh, St. Paul's Homecoming Center. Monique collaborated with us a lot in Gentilly. So at the time, um, I you know, just said, you can't do that. You're, you're too vital to the recovery of the city. And the tree canopy is w just way too important to just put on a back burner. And um, so long story short, she gave me the organization. And we were coming to up to year 10. I was, you know, things were winding down in the recovery work. I knew my homecoming center had a shelf life because it was Katrina recovery. And at by then, I'd really fallen in love with the nonprofit world, with the recovery of the city. Um, I didn't want it to end. I wanted to continue my work 
in some way, shape, or form, even after the homecoming center closed. So when she offered it to me, I knew it was something that I could take on and I could keep it going, not just for Katrina recovery, but for the future of the city. So at year 10, uh, I changed the name from Hike for Katrina to No Tree Project. And the reason why I did that was because I really wanted to be about the future. I wanted I wanted to keep our tree count going because we're pushing the big the, the main goal and mission of Hike for Katrina and Nola Tree Project is to replace the 100,000 trees. So we just hit 50,000 trees last year. For more information about Connie Udo and the Nola Tree Project, go to nolatreeproject.org. Burke Brokerage is a supporter of the NOLA Tree Project, and Ellie Burke of the GeForce team is a board member. That was the only thing I wanted to keep going as far as Katrina. I wanted that count to keep going, but I really wanted to be about the future of the urban canopy. So three things that really factor into tree attrition are um, disease, disaster, and development. So that being said, we constantly have to be not only rebuilding the canopy, but replacing the canopy. Because with the big windstorm we just had recently, um, the tropical storm that kind of snuck up on us, a lot of trees went down. So those need to be replaced. Trees get diseased. You're seeing oak trees being cut down in the city because there are termites now termites, in them, yeah, or mm-hmm. you know, or they're um, they've just aged out. They have diseases, and then as a real tree, you know, development people can come in, developers, and cut down beautiful trees in the middle of a lot because they're going to put a house there. So that contributes to the attrition um, rate of trees. So. Another big, very important factor is stormwater management. And I think what people don't realize is how important of a role trees play in stormwater management. So I think New Orleans floods a lot more, not just because we have a lack of trees, but I think it is a factor. And the reasons why are when trees... So picture a big heavy rainfall and you have a big oak tree. What does that do? That number one slows the rainfall down because that that rainfall is now hitting the leaves, hitting the branches. So it slows it down. When you don't have a tree there, it just pours straight onto yeah. your street, right? Yeah. So it slows down tree leaves actually absorb water, but the roots are the are the big things. So um, trees suck up water and if you drive our neutral grounds, which really the sunken gardens is now every water um, kind of symposium or workshop I attend with the city now, and they slow show slides of different parts of the city. The sunken gardens are a model now. Those slides are always up of how we can retain and capture water and pump out less. I wonder if they were built for that. No, they weren't. Did you, I, I kind of find out the history. Oh. So when Canal Boulevard started being developed and came, started from Robert E. Lee, they actually ran out of money to fill it. Oh, my goodness. And so <laughs> right at, you know, before the interstate where the sunken gardens start, 
is where they ran out of money and they didn't have the money to fill it. So they created the gardens instead, which was so smart. <laughs> they didn't know what they were <laughs> but doing. But they didn't know that they were being smart. They were just they were ahead of trying time. to improvise from <laughs> not having any money to fill it. And that's why you'll see sunken gardens on, you know, like near my home, the 5800 block on the other side of the interstate, and then the sunken gardens, you know, on like 59, 6,000 6, blocks. So, um, but those are now the model and, and we should be doing more of that in the city. And the, and when we replanted those gardens after Katrina, we purposely put in cypress trees. Cypress trees are like a straw. They live in the swamps. They, they need water. They love water. So when it really rains heavily, you'll see those sunken gardens may have water for maybe a day or two. And then it's gone. And then it's gone. And that's because they're absorbed now by all the trees in those gardens. So thousands and hundreds of thousands of gallons mm -hmm. of water can be absorbed by trees. And that's very important because not only... Are we pumping out? To, we can't pump fast enough, so it would slow down the pumping. Um, but we're also washing ourselves away. So there's why do our streets fall apart a year after we've repaved and there's potholes again? And because we're subsiding, so we're 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 clay and mushy and swampy underneath. But the more we pump, the more wet and the more we push out and soften and subside. And the city is literally sinking too. I think there's a statistic, I'm not sure what it is, but it shows that we're, we're definitely sinking X amount, you know, 0.10% of inches per year, whatever. But it doesn't sound like a lot, but factor it over 10, 20 years. So there's things we do have to start doing, not just improving our pumping. And, but I think we need to, individually look at our properties and think about what can I do, especially in Lakeview, where you are vulnerable to flooding here. Um, what can I do and, and, and what can my whole block do to slow down the stormwater? As we know, rainfalls with whether you agree on climate change or not, our rainfalls are faster and more furious. And when they say the unprecedented six inches in an hour, city can't handle it, I don't think that's going to really stop. And weather is in an extreme patterns now all over the world. So how do we combat the extreme weather pattern other than just saying government pump faster, pump harder, make my, so, you know, mm -hmm. um, I think we have to take a responsibility just like we did in rebuilding ourselves in the city. We did it ourselves, especially right. here in Lakeview. Right. And Each all over, individual. every neighborhood, mm -hmm. every individual, it started with, am I coming back or not? And the tenacity and the responsibility and the ownership people took of not only their property, but then their neighborhood and then their entire city. And I think if we had that mindset again on battling, how do we battle stormwater in this city and right. flooding, and we take it on a personal responsible level. Another thing people can do besides planting trees, you know, the big, the big fear, and I, I understand people don't want big trees anymore. They, you know, an oak tree fell on my house, or I don't mm -hmm. want the roots pulling out my sidewalk. Um, 
But what would New Orleans look like too without our beautiful oaks? And so I'm always telling people, don't be afraid of that oak tree. It's what it makes our city, New Orleans. The sidewalk that, you know, the roots get under and pop up a little bit, that that crooked sidewalk is part of New Orleans. You yes. Know? And, um, you know, we don't want to be look like a suburb. And, and I think I drive a lot of streets, especially in Lakeford View, the back streets, the neighborhood streets, that were all beautiful tree-lined streets still are not people are not planting trees I you agree. know and their houses are hot hotter so trees also make your houses cooler it, you know it saves you on energy bills um it definitely makes it more valuable so if you go through tree-lined streets through the city some of the most incredible streets in new orleans and old metairie um, right. are the, the ones with trees. And we, we wonder why they're picking one block over the other, and it's because of the trees in canopies. It does. It makes it, it very nice for, for um, you know, walking and strolling that you're not in. That's why everybody goes to City Park, because there's so many trees, and it's not hot, and it's right. good for running, Audubon Park. Um, so. Exactly. And and I think it does, there is a t- statistic out that, Trees definitely increase property value, mm-hmm. and that's a stat. You can find that on Arbor Day's website or the Alliance for Community Trees. Also, there's an interesting stat that trees reduce crime. Oh, wow. And, you know, I've often wondered, well, why? Why would that factor in? Because when people plant trees and have a pretty neighborhood – they're more invested in their neighborhood and it shows that people care mm-hmm. and it shows that the residents there care and they want quality and they want beauty just like other people. So it's not have. necessarily the trees, it's the people behind the trees That's that right. are act- but the trees active make in their a, neighborhoods. Yes. And they something? make a statement of it like, does. hey, we care about our neighborhood. Right. We want to be as pretty as other neighborhoods. That's and incredible. we want our property value to be worth something too. Yes. So it's, there's a, just some an amazing statistics out on all that trees do. There, um, so I, I still am in a big push to Lakeview. You know, I give away trees. I go to every district of the city. We start in November. Um, we partner with many of the city council members. Joe Russo partnered with us, gave mm-hmm. us some funding. And we give away 500 trees to residents. They can come to us. They get a free tree. We teach them how to plant. We teach them how to take care of their tree. And and part of that is just to encourage them, come on, you let's get trees in front of your house or your backyard. But we need trees. So um, it's amazing. Our, we gave away 3,000 trees last year. And we planted another two thousand, so that's that's we're we're really moving fast on this fifty thousand. This year, I'll actually hit fifty seven thousand trees. Um, we're going to give away another three to four thousand. We did our first giveaway in Saint Bernard Parish last Saturday, which was so exciting. They need trees. In they Saint need Bernard trees, Parish. and they were, we were like, well, how do how come New Orleans gets this giveaway and nobody else does? And I said, well, <laughs> you can help me buy trees. I'll do one for you too. So that was su- super exciting as I'm like, no, the tree project, we're branching out. We're going to St. Bernard. Um, they have the same issues we do. You know, 
flooding easily and things like that. And they lost massive amounts of trees. So uh, also there's, you know, so I'm, so I'm big on the neighborhoods getting planted and, and the neighborhood streets becoming beautiful tree-lined streets again that absorb water, keep houses cooler, keep energy bills down, provide, you know, um, for wildlife, birds and um, squirrels, and they need places to live and, you know, all that good stuff and increasing your property value, keeping your crime down, uh, may, playing major roles. They did a study about trees in the Bronx, and there was a neighborhood that was very close to an area where only trucks could go, you know, a big truck corridor. And there was a high level of asthma in children, super high level of asthma, clearly caused by this truck constantly, all the diesel fuels and stuff. They went on a big planting thing, huge, huge initiative, started with city government. Their asthma rates literally dropped once these trees started maturing and getting level. You saw the asthma rates starting to go down. So it, it's That's even amazing. healthy, you know, cleans our air. We need trees for clean air. It absorbs pollution. They absorb carbon dioxide and they put out the clean, you know, good H2O. So, um, you know, there's just so many reasons why we need trees. There is NOLA Tree Project. We're super excited about this initiative. The Arbor Day Foundation decided this year to launch an initiative called Time for Trees. You can go to their website, timefortrees.org. And they have a goal to plant um, 100 million trees globally by 2022 with 5 million tree planters. So, and they've asked all the nonprofits in the world to get on board and join them in this initiative, but we got wind of it and we joined right away. So we are the local um, partner for this Fantastic. initiative. So it's so cool and exciting we just planted 500 trees with the Louisiana Nature Center with uh, 200 Entergy employees about a month ago. That 500 trees went to my New Orleans tree count. Now it goes to the global tree count. So and they're I'm, out in the wilderness. Is that correct? We're the the Nature Center is 55 acres of forest. I mean the whole um, and they have. You know, since Katrina, I mean, they just opened maybe a year and a half ago, the whole beautiful facility. If you haven't been there, people need to go and bring their kids. The boardwalks that meander through the swamps are gorgeous. The planetarium, the whole facility is amazing. And But they have a big Chinese tallow, which is this invasive species that can take over an area yes. and kill all the good trees around it. Mm -hmm. City Park had a big problem right. I remember that. in the Couturier Forest. Well, we've put in thousands of trees for City Park with them in that forest. And we actually have a grip on the tallow now. Well, Nature Center is in the, in the big battle. So we've put in about 3,000 trees with them. Now so the just, trees get rid of the the, the trees. The growth of the yes, it's it what... What happens is it creates a canopy, the healthy trees create a canopy, so the tallow can't, will not produce as many seeds and get as big, and, and then they can't, they can't take over. The more healthy trees you have, you know, the tallow can't take over the healthy mm -hmm. trees. So you're kind of building a fortress 
with healthy trees, heart, Louisiana natives are very important. So did y'all plant grip. cypress trees out So there? we planted cypress yeah. and magnolias, mm-hmm. yeah. um, all kind of Louisiana green ash, red maples. Uh, we just did an incredible variety, hollies and um, tupler pop, tulip poplar, and just all kind of cool native trees, especially for wildlife. And so... What's so exciting is we got to send that to Arbor Day. So now those 500 trees went to the global count. So New Orleans is now contributing not to just itself, but to the world and the whole planet. And I think that is so cool. So when I'm pitching this, like auctioner is coming. How fulfilling that must be. It really is. When you tell a corporate group like auctioner healthcare is coming to City Park um, two weeks with me. And they're bringing like a hundred volunteers, and we're going to put in another couple of hundred trees. And and it's, I love just saying, "Hey, you're getting two for one. You're yes. getting we're getting a New Orleans contribution, but we're also contributing to the entire planet and this global initiative." So I think that is just so cool and exciting um, to I be can see part why of that. So passionate about it, yeah. And and then the volunteer count goes in. So they want five million volunteers. I'm like, Entergy, guess what? You're you're part of that. We're in that number with Arbor Day and with the whole global thing, and it does make me passionate. I'm passionate about New Orleans, you know. Since we've <laughs> you and I been have been so much, here, been through so much rebuilding this, you know, the neighborhood, and and then that rippling to Gentilly, and then that rippling to the whole city. Um, that passion has just transferred into. I love New Orleans so much too, but. I want it to be lush again and beautiful and healthy. And I want people to take responsibility for, you know, how do we contribute to the flooding? How do we take care of our properties? How do we reduce flooding on my street, on my level? Uh, another thing people can start, we're going to be getting into this. So where where is the next thing going? It's bioswales. It's rain gardens. So, and you and I have talked about doing yeah, permeable, some permeable concrete. If you go to Parkway Bakery, their parking lot is entire permeable, right. crushed aggregate, a great stormwater project. The water goes into the land rather than into a pump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, you find City Park, the walking trip paths, you can get off and go into those little you know, uh, pervious walking paths now. And I I think we need to see more of that for sure. I think people need to put that in their driveways instead of a concrete driveway now. Right. Remember in the old days, you used to, there was a strip of green. You had two strips of concrete in your driveway. And then you had a strip of, you had to go cut the grass. It's it's actually becoming popular now. It looks very pretty. Again, that is a stormwater management a little thing you can do to help shed some of that right, water right. into the ground versus just rolling yeah. off the concrete into the drain. So it's actually very popular right now to have the step stones with the mondo grass between them rather than a, just a, a walkway of concrete. That's awesome. It's, and I, I think grain gardens are getting very popular because they can be really pretty too. If yeah, done they can. right. And people are putting French drains in and layering with sand and stone. So, you know, and then and then marsh plants or swamp grasses and palmetto palms. And so that is um, there's a workshop 
that I'm going to be attending in the spring, hopefully to get certified in mm. installing rain gardens. Well, I hope and you I, can educate the community because I, I don't do. know anybody that's doing a really good job right now of, of people learning this method. Right. And I think there's a real interest. I think you know, so what too. is a bioswale? What is a rain garden? What is it different what than just a garden? <laughs> right. You know, and right. basically it's 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 more like a ditch in a way. It's a beautified ditch where you're instead of you're building a bed up and, and building your garden up, you're digging it and making like a, a, a swallow. And then you're filling it with things that absorb water and drain and help drainage like sand, like crushed um, stone and things like that. And then putting in plants that love water and that like a cypress tree, just drink it up. Irises are, I just put irises in the sunken gardens. So people are like, what are you doing in the sunken gardens? I'm said, well, (laughs) I didn't like what was there. It wasn't doing well. Uh, I told Al Petrie, we need to put, we need to put marsh plants in. This is a sunken garden. Why are we putting these other plants? Yes. So he goes, what are you thinking? I said, we need Louisiana irises. And they they're going to be blooming I'll in be the spring. For them. I know, so I'm excited about the you know that and and just keeping the green space up in Lakeview. You know, we started an initiative, um, the Green Space Committee, when Parks and Parkways originally gave us the green light to do it. One condition was, we don't have the manpower to take care of all this. You guys are putting in a lot of stuff. A lot more went in after Katrina on Canal Boulevard than that w- than was there before. It is a lot more lush and beautiful, and, and you know maybe we're a little overambitious, <laughs> but we had to agree to take care of this stuff. So we have a green space committee, and Russ Barenko leads that committee, and he has a group of guys trained by the city to trim trees, and they're out there. They were just Saturday out there with a whole group of local local Lakeview guys. How fun. With Department of Parks and Parkways, their head guy and Russ, and our crew, our Lakeview residents, were trimming those big oak trees um, just last Saturday. You're going to see a lot of tree trimming going on now, and that's not the city. That the city does help us a lot. It's and volunteers. It's volunteers still in Lakeview. And the city will really is a great partner because Parks and Parkways will bring the trucks and pick up all the limbs because they're too big for us now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we used to be able to go lop it, cut it with a, a you know, a lopper and then throw it in my truck. Well, now they're huge. Huge. So yes. thank goodness we do have a great support from Parks and Parkways in that they do hold our feet to the fire a little bit about keeping it up, but they do lend us the help that we need to to pull it off. Well, all of your hard work does not go unnoticed. It, <laughs> it really does give us a sense of pride. I know that when I drive down Prentice in my neighborhood near the Holy Cross neighborhood. I know that you planted all those trees. And so when I when I see one a little lopsided, as you know, I was telling you this when you got here, you know, that um, they came in and resurfaced the streets and knocked over one of the trees. And I get really upset because I know how much these volunteers put in their sweat and you your time. Um, to making a neighborhood look nice. So I appreciate all you do. You give me a lot of pride, and I just wish there was more people like you that gave to, you know, this effort. So if anybody wants to volunteer, I know that they will be calling you. You can donate and help. um, $25 buys a nice tree. 
So just a small donation of $25 buys a tree for the city. So all of your funds are donations? Donations, grants. Grants. Grants we get, donations. A lot of our corporate partners, Entergy has been a really great sponsor of mine. They're, they're the title sponsor in my Big Trees Giveaway. The Apache Foundation out of Texas is a huge, we could not give away trees. 3,000 trees in the city without the support of Apache Foundation and and, and Entergy. So, um, you know, those sponsorships, corporate sponsorships are very important to us, foundations, private sector. Um, so, yeah, I only run my organization with one other person. So we are a two-man band. We do everything, but we're totally volunteer-dependent and driven. So I cannot go do a planting totally by myself. You know, I have to have the volunteers. And fortunately, you know, our community service, our kids and our, our corporate, our companies in New Orleans are now stepping up. Businesses are coming out for a day of service like Auctioner and Chase Bank is now on board with me. So we we really do need anybody out there have a business or a company that wants to do a little morning or a service or an afternoon and that can fund it and get out of the office and team build exactly. and have camaraderie and do something really great for your city, um, please contact us. Um, I'm Connie at nolatreeproject.org, or you can go to my website and yeah. get in touch with me through that. Well, thank you so much for coming out and thank giving you me some for of your time. Me. I appreciate it. <laughs> if you would like to volunteer or know someone or a company that would like to support NOLA Tree Project, please contact them today. We at Burke Brokerage and G-Force love going out into the community and meeting our neighbors. If you know anyone that you think we should interview, please let us know at Burke Brokerage. We would love that. Thank you so much. Our podcast is available on all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and more. So thank you for listening to our podcast, and don't forget to subscribe and visit us online at gforcebygg.com.